Hello, 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 and welcome everybody into Studio de Jefe, where per usual, we'll be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, unless you were tuned in last night and you saw me talking about Rings of Power, in which case I apologize, but I tried to be clear the title and the description, what I was doing there. So yeah, sometimes I'll do nerd stuff here. Sorry about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Jason Peters, his timeline for getting on the field for the Cowboys. We are going to talk about Michael Gallup and his timeline for getting on the field for the Cowboys. Then I'm going to give you the four position groups, maybe five, that I'm most interested in going into the season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet on the Cowboys to win the division if they do the things I tell them to do. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join. Make your first sports bet. Use promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. Oh, look at Kilgore just dropping in to the super chat off the top. How are we doing today, Jeff? We're doing all right. We did 6.30 a.m. yoga sculpt. And then I got back in bed, as you can probably tell from my face. I did a 6.30 sculpt class and then went back to sleep and got up at 11. Uh, thank you all for being here. Welcome, whether you're on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, whatever. Miguel says, you sure you want to talk Cowboys and not The Hobbit? Yes, I'm sure today I want to talk about the Cowboys. Because <laughs> Jerry Jones was on the fan. And I'm gonna make I'm going to try to make sense of some of the things that he said. There's a couple of things that I don't like about what he said, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, we're just what five days away now. Evan said, Jeff, lie to me and tell me our O line is going to be okay. I'll try, I'll try. Uh, so Jason Peters is on the team now, right? And now you guys seen the picture. Jeff has nice skin, Jeff has just woke up skin. Maybe my ring lights making me look decent. Jason Peters is a cowboy now. And Jerry talking today, I do not like one of the things he said. I do not like one of the things he said. Dustin in the super chat. Efton Chisholm third wide receiver at EWU, future trust the tape candidate, maybe. I'll see. I mean, I'm long ways off from draft stuff, I hope. But if Dak gets hurt, then sure, I'll watch him tomorrow. Uh, so talking about Jason Peters, Jerry said that part of what's going to determine when he plays left tackle is how Tyler Smith does at left tackle. And I kind of hate that because I think it ignores what's happening at left guard. But this is also very Cowboys, right? What the Cowboys love to do is take their guys and get them to where they want them and where they want them to be developed. And current day be damned, don't block my future. So as soon as Tyron was cleared out of the way, even though the Cowboys, I think, no, not I think, I know, we're more confident in Tyler Smith playing guard than tackle as a rookie, even though they were more confident in that. Once Tyron went down, it was like, well, it's time for the cowboy way. It's time to slide this guy out to left tackle. Even when the owner of the team is acknowledging, we're going to be taking some lumps, but we think we can get through these lumps. You're talking about a first round pick. When Rashawn Slater and Panay Sewell got picked to play tackle, their GMs weren't running out there talking about the lumps they were about to take. They went out there talking about the badass that they drafted. So I don't like that the Cowboys acknowledge like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. This is going to be, you know, a little bit of a development here. Uh, so my thing is if Jason Peters is ready, I don't want to hear that it depends on how someone else plays because it's not just about how Tyler Smith plays. 
it's also about how your left guard plays. You can't ignore Connor McGovern. Offensive line, the, the, the offensive line is one of those groups in football where you are literally as good as your weakest link. Even if Tyler Smith is a passable or even good left tackle and Connor McGovern sucks at left guard, you would be better with a passable left tackle and a passable left guard, however you had to do that. So whether Jason Peters needs to start working at guard or whether Tyler Smith needs to stay at guard, I need the Cowboys to put their five best offensive linemen on the field because I don't care about building towards the future. We'll build towards the future when the future is here. This is a stoic rule. We live in the present. And the five best offensive linemen involves Jason Peters being on the field. So, get him on the field. And that's what I think about that. Uh, the other thing going on today is he mentioned Michael Gallup. And let me make sure I don't screw up his quote. Michael Gallup, not expected to play week one, but Jerry didn't officially roll him out. Quote, uh, well, uh, uh, he can do anything that you ask of him right now. He can do anything you ask of him right now. I just I don't understand. I don't fine. If they think he's going to play before week five, that's cool. I got no problem with that. And that would be great if he's ready to play. He's still literally working on the cords. Like he ain't really practicing on a daily basis. I think the Tyler Smith and the Michael Gallup thing are all tied together in the same thing which is that Jerry and now that he's even older than he used to be because that's how the life, that's how the world works you get older and older like a lot of it is just optimism it's just being optimistic where yeah we made some decisions to get rid of good players we didn't like and hopefully it works out but instead of hopefully he does we think it will work out and on the offensive line he said in this interview that he operates in a world where one plus one equals three because you just have to be optimistic in this world, which I get that as a life outlook kind of deal. Uh, but I would like to know that one plus one equals two and expect that I'm going to get the results that I've built for. Why are you so hard on Josh Ball? Group think he played better than Steele rookie year. Josh Ball's been awful. Matt Willetsko put better tape out than Josh Ball. And Matt Willetsko missed most of camp with a shoulder. I, like, Josh Ball's been awful. And I just note that he's been awful. He's been better on the right than the left, but if he played in an NFL game, he'd get your quarterback killed. Is Tampa's O-line trash? Kind of. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so Jerry, and with Michael Gallup, it's the same thing. It's literally just optimism. It's saying that he could play and he could do that. He ain't going to. You ain't going to see Michael Gallup in week one. I'd be stunned if you see Michael Gallup in week two. Maybe you see him in week three. But I think the biggest thing was just if you put a guy on pup, he can't practice for those four weeks. And so you wouldn't even get him back for week five because he'd probably have to ramp up. I think this is more about whenever he can. Maybe it's in weeks two and three. Gallup gets out there and works his way into practice and maybe he's ready to go week four. Something like that. So we're not talking about Game of Thrones today? No, not today. I need to find my House of the Dragon co-host. So anyway, Jerry's optimistic. I hope that they get Jason Peters on the field as soon as possible and don't wait to react to somebody uh, struggling. Just put out the best five and do it that way. As long as, as long as he's ready, he's ready. 
if you tell me Jason Peters is not ready and that's why he's not playing, I can accept that. But if you tell me it's, well, we just want to see how it goes with Tyler Smith at left tackle. Like Tyler Smith at left tackle, if you tell me I want to see how that goes, that in its own on its own makes sense. Problem is it doesn't make sense with him playing next to a guy that last year you acknowledged can't play in Connor McGovern. They put in Connor McGovern because Connor Williams was leading the NFL in penalties. And like, we can't do this. We have to play someone else. And that someone else was so bad, they put the penalty guy back in. That's where I struggle with it. Unless you're telling me they're about to sign another veteran offensive lineman to plug in at left guard, which I'd be down for. Formula, pool fund, and party at Jeff's. How well will Hooker, Curse, and Donovan play this year in those three safety sets? That is a great question and leads me to my next part of the presentation, because I didn't know how long I would go on these things, and this is something that's been on my mind. Position groups I am most intrigued by going into the season. You may leave yours in the chat right now. It's an interactive broadcast. The position groups I'm most intrigued by. So it's not a ranking of how good they're going to be. Maybe I could do that. But it's just the ones that have either elements of unknown or things that I'm excited to see if they go the way that I hope and think that they might. So, position groups I am most intrigued by with your Cowboys this year. The guys on the edge. Micah Parsons gets to count as a linebacker and a pass rusher, obviously. But what is really interesting to me right now is Dante Fowler and Sam Williams. Like Dorrance Armstrong's an okay player, and he's likely your starter at right defensive end. But I'm interested to see how good this can this team can be rushing the passer when they get in those scenarios because both Dante Fowler and Sam Williams have been showing some really good juice when it comes to just get off the ball, beat the tackle, get to the quarterback, and Tank looks great. And obviously Parsons might be the best pass rusher on the planet. So edge is where I am most intrigued. Ron in the chat, wide receivers have a huge ceiling. Me 10 linebacker, interesting. Jay Bird, tight end, the lunatic, D line. Um, linebacker is number two because we talked about Anthony Barr when he got signed and then kind of stopped talking about him pretty much immediately. And so I'm just curious, what does Anthony Barr have left? Like, does he still have some juice as a pass rusher? Is he still in good shape to play the run? Can he still cover? And the reason he is so intriguing to me is because I want to see, can Jabril Cox force his way onto the field? Because he's had a great camp. Jabril Cox looks great. Uh, at LSU, the question was, can he play the run? He was a great coverage guy, and it was like, how good can he be as a run player? And that dude is freaking flying around in preseason and in camp as a run defender. So Jabril Cox is out there trying to force his way onto the field. But Leighton Vanderesh looks great in camp. Micah Parsons is a stud. You brought in Anthony Barr. Can Jabril force his way onto the field? And I hope he can because he's playing well enough to do that. Most intriguing position groups for the Cowboys going into the season. Number three, safety. This is from a boy formula who was in the super chat asking Jaron curse. I don't know if it would be safe to call it a given that he's going to be a stud because that was kind of his first year of putting that sort of play on tape. But why would you doubt it? He, immediately became as a guy who hadn't really started in the NFL, the leader of the defense uh, and just a badass at erasing tight ends and making plays on the ball and in the backfield. So 
at safety, can Malik Hooker be a good starting free safety? Donovan Wilson, when they played what they call their big nickel with three different safeties on the field together with Donovan Wilson, like what's what's he got? He's always been decent to solid for them. And so that one, do you, are your other two guys going to play to a level where you'll say, oh, safety, that's our best position group. I think that's possible. Corner doesn't have all that much intrigue to me other than how many interceptions can Trevon Diggs get and what's his play going to be like on a play-to-play basis. Because as much as people love to polarize it and say he either sucks and gets beat all the time or he's the best ever because he gets the interceptions, there's elements of both. He's a hell of a playmaker, and he gives up some plays because he's a really aggressive player. Can Diggs become more steady on a play-to-play basis and still come up with six to eight picks? Levin's going to be hard. Not much intrigued at Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. I know what they are. They're NFL starters that are going to play solid. That's what they are. And then offensive line is going to dictate the season. Tyler Smith, Connor McGovern, Tyler Biotish, Terrence Steele. Those four names, because in week one, it sounds like those four names are all going to be starters. They could all, Terrence Steele has played good NFL football. Tyler Biotish has played decent NFL football. Good at times. Connor McGovern really hasn't. Tyler Smith is a rookie. Can two or three of those guys be good? That might determine the outlook of the entire season. Tyler Smith, Connor McGovern, Tyler Biotish, Terrence Steele. Can three of you be at least league average starters? Need it. Need it. Oh, and formula, a uh, former super chat that I don't think I got to. I believe you asked me for uh, Micah Parsons' stat line. I'm going to believe that they're going to let him rush a good amount again. So I'll say Micah Parsons. How many tackles did he have last year? Micah Parsons' stats. 13 sacks, 84 tackles. Micah Parsons will have 15 sacks and 90 tackles. It'll just it'll be a little bit of an uptick in both. 15 sacks, 90 tackles. I'd love for them to just unleash him and let him get 20, 25 freaking sacks. That would be great. That would be lovely. All right, it's almost time to open the oven and go get my vegetables and potatoes out to go with my fried chicken. Danny Cox, under the radar, Dak and wide receiver connection, i.e. Cedric Wilson. Ooh, I would say, does Noah Brown count as under the radar? Because he trusts Noah Brown. He'll go to Noah Brown. All through camp, he'd go to Noah Brown. Uh, Other than that, like I want to pick Jalen Tolbert because I know he's going to get opportunities, and I know that before the season started, he was working with Dak a lot, but it might be Dennis Houston. That's a guy that Dak has liked uh, from OTAs on, so it might be him. Are you better at volleyball or golf? Volleyball. Stud. Not a very good golfer. Not a very good golfer. All right, guys, I appreciate you hanging out. I hope you have a wonderful day. I sincerely mean that. Each and every one of you, unless you're a terrible person. If you're out there watching and you're a terrible person, I hope you only have an okay day, but you figure out how to become a better person and find joy and happiness. What number should Clark choose when he comes back? 33 is a terrible linebacker. I'd have to look at what's available. Thoughts on House of the Dragon? I'm enjoying it. I'd probably take the Lord of the Rings show so far over House of the Dragon, but I love that I get them both. 
but thank you. Thank you to everybody who's on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. Um, people do listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all these different places. And I thank all of you guys because it allows me to pay my mortgage. You're the best. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.